Dear Legal Ops, the podcast tackling tough topics impacting today's evolving legal operations community anonymously. This podcast is made for and by the Legal Ops community. So grab that glass of wine and get comfy as we share stories from the Legal Ops community aimed at digging deeper to find and release your inner brilliance, personally and professionally. Happy Thanksgiving, y'all, and go Buckeyes. I'm your host, Tom Stevenson. On today's episode, we're gearing up for the annual Ohio State-Michigan game and filling our plate with all the Thanksgiving fixings, including that vintage 2007 bottle courtesy of Appalachian State. On this special Thanksgiving Day episode, we'll dig deeper into the struggles of burnout in the legal operations workplace and guide you through developing an internal teaming agreement so you can communicate, organize, and manage your team's expectations to avoid misunderstandings. But first, grab that glass and get comfy as we dig deeper into Dear Legal Ops. Our first letter comes from overworked and overwhelmed in Oklahoma. Our reader writes, Dear Legal Ops, not to whine, but eh, screw it. I'm about to bitch. This year has been hell. Vendors are increasing their prices because that venture capital money is coming due soon. And I'm constantly overwhelmed in trying to stay abreast of what's new in our growing yet demanding legal operations community. I constantly am scrolling LinkedIn and seeing industry thought leaders calling for this revolution. But I'm trying to remain grateful because I have a fantastic team and I want to be strong for them. But look, mommy needs her adult juice box and a siesta in the Caribbean because frankly, I'm overwhelmed and I'm stuck on that proverbial back burner. How can I show up each day, be present and grateful, and really just thank my team for their hard work when I'm struggling to do the same? This letter is opened during the best time of the year, Thanksgiving. It's more than just that turkey, mashed potatoes, and gravy. Hell, it's even about Ohio State finally beating Michigan again so that we can re-up that countdown clock, reminding them of the last time that that team up north actually gave an effort. But one thought I had this year is that as the year signals changes, we're closing a chapter of 2022 and looking ahead to the new year, And legal ops is similar to that. We bring a wave of changes and innovation to our established teams. It's super imperative to pay homage to the contributors of our team and the wins they've had to date. Because you know what? We've always been doing that ever since we started. Legal ops, much like Thanksgiving, is about making everyone feel like they have a seat at the table. So how do you show gratitude for the lessons learned, have the freedom to make mistakes, and celebrate your team's successes? And if you've been within a 500-mile radius of the nearest legal operations department, look, I know, you've probably heard over and over that the key to change management is building a healthy team by nourishing them. Yes, this is more than just that Thanksgiving pun. Part of the legal operations leadership role is to feed your team with knowledge, culture, and a little side of gravy at the end of the year. So legal ops can gather around that table to not only celebrate the wins from Ohio State to the wine, but also thankfully receive gratitude. It's easy to feel thankful when life is going according to your plan. But more often than not, life catastrophically collides with reality. 
And it's sometimes difficult to remember the importance of staying present and giving yourself gratitude. Look, turn on the news, listen to your favorite podcast, or just scroll through social media. It's not that hard to see that we're in the midst of an economic, political, and social uncertainty, and it's gripping our country. I've often wondered if people can, or maybe even should, feel thankful under such dire circumstances. <laughs> you know, cultivating gratitude really helps us not only feel better about ourselves and our lives, but quite frankly, it helps us cope with those difficult times. When things are going well, we often take our good fortune for granted, and we don't even consider how lucky we are. But when the bottom falls out and times are tough, we realize how vulnerable we are and how much we depend on others. I often look inside my personal board of directors, my friends, and my family when I'm having difficulty finding that joy and spark when I know I should be thankful. And finally, it can also help us see how far we have come and how much we have to be grateful for. So how do you address burnout in the legal operations profession? Look, burnout is complex. We've been giving our all, slashing our budgets, and doing more with less. Quite frankly, I'm not quite sure where we go from here. A lot of times we're just trying to figure out how are we keeping our tasks manageable while making sure that we're not pulling our hair out. You remember those little dolls that you used to pluck their hairs out and run around chasing your sister? You have to think about ways that you're not being a terror to others. So how can you right the ship so you're not falling apart at the seams? One, prioritize your self-care. I have never really focused on my self-care until this year. And that's a seismic change in the way that I think after more than, well, I won't reveal this pretty little age, but it's been quite a number of years since I've actually prioritized my own self-care. And this is more about just scheduling that vacation, checking out and going to a beach, cracking open a cold one and popping in my earphones. Your self-care cannot be replicated, duplicated or purchased. You have to find your own voice, remember what makes you happy and ultimately lean into it. There is no right or wrong answer or self-guided map on how to prioritize your self-care. But what I've learned more than anything is you need to be able to listen to yourself and understand what makes you happy. And if you're surrounded by noises and work environments that are cluttering that space in your head, hit the pause button. Two, shift your perspective. What aspects of your situation are fixed and what can you change? Look, if exhaustion is really what's running you down, ask yourself what tasks, including those critical ones, could you delegate to free up meaningful time and energy for more important work? And I know there's a lot of you out there that do not have teams. You're a solo shop working by yourself. So instead of delegating to free up meaningful time, ask your boss on what the prioritization should be. Are there ways to reshape your job to gain more control or focus on those fulfilling tasks? If not, sometimes you have to power past the despair in order to see the light ahead of the tunnel. This gives you an opportunity to focus on those things that aren't so pretty so you can reap the rewards later. Third, and finally, seek out connections within the community. Hello, we're not called Dear Legal Ops for a reason. The best antidote to burnout 
especially when it's driven by that crazy talk in your head, cynicism or inefficiencies, is to seek out that rich, deep, interpersonal interactions and continual personal and professional development. I think it's important to distinguish the both. For me, personal development and professional development sometimes run the same gamut, but that's not often for everyone. I know lots of individuals that say, I'm done, I'm checked out, do not talk to me about work. And then there's other crazy cuckoos like me who end up just developing a podcast because we're in love with this community. Whatever burns your flame, find that light. Maybe it's coaches, mentors, heck, even roommates. They can help you identify and activate those positive relationships and learning opportunities. After all, Thanksgiving is a time to reflect on what you're grateful for, including the employees you depend on. So if you're overworked and overwhelmed from Oklahoma, show a little gratitude. It's the simplest but most effective ways to boost morale and promote a healthy workplace culture. And when all else fails, book that round trip ticket to the siesta and make time for yourself. This episode is made possible by our sponsor, Legal.io. Legal.io is the fastest growing community and marketplace for legal talent. Legal.io connects legal professionals to resources and opportunities at the world's leading in-house departments and firms. Legal.io is the launchpad for legal careers, matching legal ops professionals, attorneys, paralegals, and so many other legal professionals at some of the world's most exciting companies with a level of precision that only a data-driven, vertical-specific marketplace can provide. Supported by significant investors like Tiger Global, Legal.io is redefining the legal workspace. If you want to learn about the enterprise marketplace solution for legal talent, access salary surveys with compensation data as unique as you, and join their vibrant in-house legal community, visit www.legal.io. That's L-E-G-A-L dot I-O. Legal.io, your gateway to a global legal talent marketplace designed with the legal operations community in mind. Our second letter today comes from Anonymous from Ann Arbor. Our listener writes, Dear Legal Ops, Look, I'm tasked with delivering performance reviews and my boss just asked me to define a success matrix for my new Legal Ops team. And it feels like an impossible task. Look, our team consists of many diverse people with these amazing skill sets, but I'm not quite sure how to place the needle on what success looks like for a legal operations team. Do I focus on the individual role or the greater good of the team? And how can I lead a new legal operations team while managing the quality and quantity of the rest of my law department's outputs? Well, Anonymous from Ann Arbor, I would never actually read this letter because quite frankly, I would say that Michigan never actually shows up. So delivering any type of performance is quite honestly not going to happen. Y'all, that team from up north, not even close this year. I'm getting ready for the big game, cracking open a cold one and getting ready for another Ohio State beatdown. But let's not deviate too much from our script. 
when we look at the definition of legal operations, okay, stop, hold up, flip it and reverse it. What industry definition? All right. If you're not familiar with legal operations, remember, it's not focused on the law. Legal operations is a business enterprise first role, often described as either a legal liaison or that peanut butter and jelly between two thick and juicy Roxy Andrew pieces of bread, tasked with speaking the same language as both your lawyers and legal team while trying to maintain the communications of other departments in your business. Roll with me on this journey. Imagine a small conference room with Betty White as the general counsel, that cash me outside girl repping the AP or accounts payable for those taking notes, a 23-year-old lawyer who graduated from the top of their class from an elite law school, and Roman Roy from Succession as your startup company's chief financial officer. And today, you in your brand new legal operations role You're tasked with putting together a legal budget due in the next 48 hours. Hanny, good luck, because you're in for a roller coaster. So as we slowly walk away from that hot mess express, like that meme where Homer Simpson backs into the bushes, just imagine how important effective communication is because it ultimately bridges the physical and informational divide between employees. And unlike 1999, We can't just automatically assume that adding more and more digital tools to engage with one another from anywhere will just, I don't know, snapping your finger and make communicating much easier. But often in this buy now, pay later world where we live in, how we define communication and its impact on collaboration for our teams should be recognized more. Emphasis on we need to have impactful collaboration within our teams. When stepping into a legal operations leadership role and thinking of what success for your team looks like, it is not black and white. There's no cliff notes, blue book, or law libraries with journals of empirical studies for my aunties in the back row. In reality, it's more complicated than identifying a color scheme while looking through a kaleidoscope. How we balance working effectively and collaboratively as a team when we're constantly sidestepping common issues that knock us down is really more of an art than a science. So for all our thirsty Dear Legal Ops listeners who want more than just the tip, we've got what you're looking for. Our advice is to create an internal teaming agreement that aligns your team. I bet you were expecting more. Yeah, we've heard that before. You see, much like our diverse society, so too are our legal teams. We have people managers, individual contributors, extroverts and introverts, bubbly and bold personalities or that leave-me-alone high performer who thrives by plugging in their headphones and banging out work at home. Want to know what that secret sauce is to making sure you set up your teaming agreement to support the unique organizational optimization and health of your team? Look, it's much like a snowflake. It is not just about checking the box here, aligning the team there, you actually need to develop a teaming agreement that's ingrained within the DNA of your members. And no, for those trying to find the easy solution, you can't just purchase this in the discount aisle from the website buildingahappylegalteam.scam.co.uk. You must dive in and get comfortable with those that may not look, act, or speak the same as you. And as a leader, 
you must emphasize and be committed to the teaming agreement. Because after all, what's it going to accomplish? An increase in performance, satisfaction, and learning. And if you can get destroyed by Ohio State every year and just run back home to that state up north, then you sure as hell can get full buy-in from your team. But it requires the open communication, respect, and courtesy for others and their viewpoints. This is the point of a teaming agreement. So what are some foundational elements of a great agreement that supports building a success matrix for your legal operations team? Well, anonymous from that state up north, it's a hard task, but we're here to give you the skinny. We're calling it the Dear Legal Ops Com Plan, C-O-M-M. One, communicate. Communicate clearly and with conviction. You have to set those boundaries up front. I've always tried to encourage my teens within their first week on the job to set those working hours within their calendars, include their preferred working time zone in their email signatures. And if you use instant messaging tools such as Slack, Teams, don't be afraid to update your status. If you can share every detail about birthing your first child on social media, you can let your coworkers know when you need to be heads down for a time-sensitive project. It's also important when leading a team to understand how each member prefers to communicate. I've always done a Communications 101 meeting within the first week of a new team member so I can understand how they prefer to communicate. Is it email, instant messaging, or when they're most productive? I've got some early risers, some late night owls, and everyone in between. Clear communication allows you to easily review and reprioritize incremental requests so you can maintain realistic workloads. And that communication will empower you to push back or redirect those requests that are outside of your team's charter or available capacity. Two, organize. Organize your team's communications in case they get lost on this journey. How you collaborate, brainstorm, and prepare presentations is less about the output and more about how you organize it. Make sure your team knows where the single source of truth repositories are. And if you're doing right by your hiring, you'll inevitably find that OCD A-type person by the name of Tom who will be more than happy to organize it for you. Those that rise and fall by routines will also find that organization will empower each of your team members to achieve goals when it's easy to navigate back to the home base. Nothing screams stress overload more than an unorganized work environment. But in all reality, aren't we all working 24 hours a day, seven days a week? While there will be some who are born with an unorganized DNA, empower them to start small and evaluate where they can improve. Did you hear that? You're giving them a map and asking them to lead. Because ultimately, making small yet impactful changes will benefit the collective team. Three, manage. Meetings, times, and messages. We live in a crazy time right now where we expect instant answers from instant messaging. And it can often lead to logging on to start your day and the next thing you know, yep, 16 hours have gone by and your inbox count has now tripled. Remember, managing your meetings and time wisely will pay dividends. Make sure your team builds time into their schedule to take a lunch. Heck, go to the bathroom. For new employees, 
whether you're starting at a new company or new in your career, I often encourage you to block time off at the beginning and end of the day. Now that seems like a lot, but why? Because how else are you to understand what you need to tackle for the day or round up those 15 post-its throughout the day by going from Zoom call to Teams meeting to, I don't know, whatever Windows 95 platform law firms are using these days. Making those healthy and appropriate boundaries will set everyone up for success. And yes, the library is open, honey. I'm also talking directly to those in legal operations leadership positions. How are we expected to set a good tone if we're not leading by example? I myself make sure to take time throughout the day to grab a lunch, to get out of the office, to get out of my house, to go for a walk, to get some fresh air. Oftentimes I will set my calendar so that I'm only doing 25 minute meetings because I use the last five minutes to wrap up notes, go get a glass of water, or sometimes shake off a bad call. Number four, misunderstand. Because I like cooking, dogs, and chunky babies is not the same as, yeah, I like cooking dogs and chunky babies. How do you assume a positive intent and attend to impact when there's a miscommunication or often it's more of a misalignment with your comm plan? First, assume that your team is doing their best to accomplish shared goals. Discuss escalations and high tension situations live. And finally, address them as quickly as possible. One of the often overlooked ways to mitigate miscommunication is not to be afraid to have those difficult conversations as a team leader. Look, I've often run away from those, but what I've learned is when doing so, you have to be careful to not assume, lead with empathy, listen honestly, and most importantly, be respectful. Have those difficult conversations, confirm assumptions, be empathetic, honest, and respectful. And in doing so, you'll turn misunderstanding into moments of magic. So for those keeping score, it's time to settle up. See what we did there? We developed that COMM, that calm plan, where we're communicating, organizing, managing, so you don't misunderstand. Make sure to take this with you as you're learning to be able to build out that team. And quite frankly, anonymous from Ann Arbor, there's no real defined answer on how to give those performance reviews or build that success matrix. You just have to remember to set up that teaming agreement from the start and lean into it. If you do that, I guarantee you that comp plan will be successful. So now that we've wrapped up the game and watched Ohio State beat Michigan, let's not forget about all the wonderful blessings and people in our lives that we're thankful for each and every day. Here at Dear Legal Ops, we're exceptionally thankful to be able to do the work that we do and live in a community we just can't get enough of. But sometimes those blessings may seem like they're anything but. I've recently experienced workplace burnout, the loss of a loved one, and more often than not struggled at times to find my voice in this crazy but chaotic world. But I continue to remind myself that this moment for myself and our wonderful legal operations community is about pushing past the uncomfortability, unless you're a Michigan fan. And I'm not just talking about unbuttoning your pants before a post-Thanksgiving nap. 
Stay focused and maximize each and every moment to remember what you're thankful for during those difficult times. We hope you can find some time to put what you are grateful for in words. And if you'd like to share your story with us, we'd be more than happy to listen. Head over to DearLegalOps.com and tell us what you're thankful for within the legal operations community this Thanksgiving, unless you're a Michigan fan. For more Dear Legal Ops content, make sure to follow us on all social media using the handle at Dear Legal Ops. Have a tough legal ops topic you want us to tackle? Share your legal ops stories with us at DearLegalOps.com submit for a chance to be featured on the show. Dear Legal Ops is produced by Red Rock Music. As always, I'm your host, Tom Stevenson. Until next time.